Okay, good morning, very, very warm welcome to today's pre-market trade plan live, which is our opportunity to do our analysis and be as prepared as we possibly can uh, for today's trading opportunities. So we are dealing with quite challenging markets and there's a couple of little interesting observations that I want to draw your attention to uh, in terms of, um, you know, the, the, the kind of the underlying market condition and and what is it telling us as traders, you know, with our experience? So let's get straight into it then. We'll start, of course, with our risk warning. Uh, just briefly take a brief moment to familiarize yourself with our risk warning currently up on screen. And um, just as a quick introduction, we need to make some decisions regarding which markets to trade. Where do we enter? Where do we exit? How do we manage risk prior to entry? How do we manage each trade to a successful outcome? Uh, and trade psychology, all important considerations for any trader trading any any particular market conditions. And um, there's a lot of education uh, on, on each of these topics. We could talk for hours on each one. Um, however, we obviously we've got a lot of education in our in our um, in your members area uh, that you can sort of go through on an on demand basis. But we we address these considerations and it's important to note because obviously trading is about practical application. You could read as many books as you like. You could, um, you could be as educated about these markets as you like. It doesn't necessarily mean you'll be, uh, you'll be able to trade markets and um, be able to deal with all of these different facets at the same time. So we do, we do sort of discuss all of these facets at various different times in the markets every day in our live trade room. So there's inherent value in that in itself from a, a practical application perspective. And we are strong advocates of being consistent in our approach. And yesterday was a good example where we had some opportunities developing, uh, which didn't really fit what our overall profile is. And uh, that can happen, of course, from time to time. Um, and for us, do we want to jump into every type of trade? No, not really. We're specifically looking for what we refer to as high probability trades. And over the years, of course, we've kind of we kind of learned what's a high probability trade, and um, uh, and we're able to trade those types of opportunities. So, consistency in our approach, accurate with the levels we use, any any entry price, any stop loss price. It's not a random price. It's actually a. Uh, uh, it's a it's a price that has significant meaning for a variety of different reasons. So being accurate in your levels, disciplined with your capital, uh, and of course be patient as well. So so let's start with a review of potential market moving news. So um, yesterday was a, I suppose it was quite a volatile day in terms of a lot of swing in the markets. We had a lot of manufacturing and services numbers, uh, some coming in higher, some coming in lower. If you look at the U.S. manufacturing services, both are improving very, very mildly. We're still under most most of these markets, we're either at the point where these industries are, are beginning to grow 
um, or they're in contraction. And uh, most of them are on the contraction side. So manufacturing and services look like they're sort of mildly bouncing back, but they're still contracting uh, due to the economic backdrop. Uh, overnight, we've had um, we've had inflation come in higher than expected uh, across the um, the Australian economy. That's going to be interesting for the Fed. Uh, it looks like we're going to have uh, the RBA look to increase rates at the next meeting <clears throat> to try and get this under control. Uh, if you look at the oh, this is sorry, this is a yearly number. Okay, so it's only been. Supposed to be a yearly number. Um, you can see that fact that these numbers are are kind of still pushing higher. Uh, the monthly or the quarterly would probably be a better graph to look at. Um, so look, we are, and this is the problem that the Fed have and and the markets more generally. Um, when these markets at the moment push higher, it means there's a there's a mild loosening of of market conditions. And the problem with that is it could bring about a next wave of inflation. And um, this is what we're seeing here. So we're all talking about, you know, peaking inflation last year. And it looks like for the Australian economy, that was last April, uh, where we peaked at kind of 2.1%. And then, you know, inflation is improving, improving, improving until we got this, uh, this figure now. And it looks like it's going back up. So it is a good little um, reminder really for for the fed that um yes we are seeing improvement uh on the inflation side of things but things can turn uh against the fed pretty quickly so be careful i think the warnings are out there enough for the fed to be mindful of what happened previously in history when they failed to get above uh inflation from a an interest rate perspective um, you can see that you know we've had serious uh, further legs in uh, in inflation, and it's because they they're not able to address the supply side constraints, which are having a massive impact. And of course, they printed far too much money for far too long, uh, only ending that process March last year, 2022. So we're not even 10 months into their printing cycle. Uh, so all of these things take a bit of time to play themselves through. We think ultimately the Fed will stick on their course. Uh, I think they'll probably have to. It's just the market don't believe that they will. And this is the, this is the interesting conflict where we're trying to grapple with at the moment. So a bit of positivity for the Aussie dollar. We'll have a look at it now in just a second. We're going to see the German IFO business climate. We're going to see if there's if there's kind of mild improvement uh, off the lows. It looks like we are likely to see further mild improvement in that respect. So that's good for the Eurozone and also for the German economy. We'll be getting, well, we're very likely to get a 25 basis point rate hike from the BOC. Uh, so we, we'll have that to deal with. It's a bank holiday in, in Australia and uh, bank holiday in China as well, of course. Tomorrow's GDP numbers will be quite interesting. We're expecting, uh, I suppose, growth to be reflected really in, um, uh, in, in, in certain facets of the American, the US economy, uh, looking to as if they're slowing a little bit. So it would be kind of reflective of this quarterly GDP number. Uh, durable goods, unemployment claims would be one to keep an eye out for. Um, the Fed want to see a softening jobs market 
they actually want to see unemployment claims push higher and, and they're kind of kept very uh they're kept very very low so the fed need to see that softening if they can um and tomorrow we're going to finish with the fed's core pce price index number it's an inflation figure and the fed will uh will be looking at that very very carefully prior to their meeting of next um next week okay so this is going to get our focus for the day we, we 9 a.m we do have that german ifo business climate number so that might impact the euro and uh, there's nothing else till 3 p.m those people that are trading the canadian dollar okay i said i was going to draw your attention to uh, a couple of little very sort of um volatile little elements to these markets and um there's a number of markets uh There was a bit of a, a, a technical um, problem uh, with a number of markets yesterday, and what it led to was uh, excessive volatility. So there's a there's about sort of twenty or thirty different companies. I'm sure there's probably more than that where they experienced this massive volatility. And and sometimes when you see that, you often hear across the airwaves that you know it's a uh, you know it's like a fat finger. It's someone putting on a, a massive sell trade instead of. Uh, a small sell trade, for example, or they, they get something wrong or there's, there's some kind of intervention there that causes this excessive uh, move in these markets. So to drop from um, $45 to, to $40 is a sizable move uh, in a very, very short period of time. And then, of course, we get the rebound, the bounce. So all these financials, all of these uh, consumer uh, like McDonald's, for example, and um, uh, tech firms, you know, they all experience this massive volatility. And what the reason for that, um, with a, a handful of select big, massive corporates, may I add, multinationals, these are not, you know, your small, um, low cap uh, companies, these are your multinationals, these are your big cap, these are the, the big boys. And what we've what we've seen is incredible volatility and and what they were saying is there was uh, some sort of technical glitch behind that type of volatility now what does that mean to us what what does it create it creates a i suppose a state of anxiety people are on high alert when they get to their trading desks and they see you know massive losses in a, in a few minutes um and things of that nature so wanted to draw your attention to that and these things are, are kind of happening more and more often, and um, it's it's more than concerning. And I'm sure, I'm sure you're not going to see much about it across the news channels. Um, we certainly haven't had any major outlet that we've seen. Uh, you might you might want to correct us if you have come across it. Um, but to see that type of volatility, um, and for the New York Stock Exchange to put it down as like a buildup of orders which weren't weren't processed properly. It, it's a bit of um, you know, you, you do question the uh, the security behind uh, the trade that you know your trades and 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 how they are handled and things of that nature. So you know it can kind of erode confidence a little bit. Um, yeah so uh so this is what we have here we've got sort of a strange market condition and there's a bit of 
fear and anxiety in these markets uh, as a result. Let's see where we're at with these indices. So yesterday was pretty much a nothing day. Very little kind of purposeful progress made uh, in 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 any in any way. Um, let's start with risk, and and this is the thing. You see, the markets are are kind of talking about you know end of the bear market and things like that. Uh, we absolutely don't agree. Um, we don't see that that is. We, we can see the reasons why they're saying that's the case, but what you're doing is if you're buying these markets, you're going to go against the Fed. And the one thing we've learned over the years is to go with the Fed rather than go against it. So those traders for the last 15 years up till the end of 2021 that were bears in these, in these very bullish markets would have, would have got smashed time after time after time again. Last year, we shifted that bias from bullish to, to bearish. Um, and uh, again, those bulls, they got smashed every single time last year. And if we get up our, let's get up our, um, what we can say is since last um, October of last year, we've been in this little sideways pattern. So we only want to become bulls in this market when we effectively break above uh, the 41.39 that would be a game changer for this market um, if we just draw you know we've got this this resistance level just cutting through these current prices so a little break above doesn't necessarily decouple or, or doesn't necessarily throw us off the off the <clears throat> off the path there um so buying trades, we need to see prices much higher than where they currently are for us to start shifting our own sort of trade idea and trade bias. Um, what we're more likely to see is with the Fed kicking in next week, and this is why next week is going to become an important period for us. Um, it is quite a pivotal stage. So the Fed actually give a green light to these markets by perhaps not being as hawkish as they as they perhaps should be. Um, if that's the case, I'd be quite surprised. But we shouldn't be too too shocked no matter what happens in these markets. So um, we'd much prefer a selling opportunity next week. Now, we're, we're quite happy to go with this sort of positivity uh, over the course of this week. We've got a sort of a window opportunity to, to kind of jump on that sort of uh, positivity that we're seeing in these markets and there might be an opportunity today to actually get in on that a bit, bit, bit more buying so it's really only a window opportunity to start buying because our overall bias will be looking for the sell trade um, the reason for that is is really quite simple it's there's fundamental reasons there's technical reasons where every time prices get up to these levels you know you want to be looking for opportunities to sell and we're now at that stage again so um We've got a very interesting and, and quite pivotal uh, sort of next seven, eight, nine days. It's going to be really interesting to see how this market performs. So like I said, we want to be quite nimble. We're kind of in this quite choppy market condition at the moment. We can look certainly for some buying. Um, you know, if if we don't necessarily believe or buy our 
yesterday's selling, we think there's still that window of opportunity to the upside. I mean, time will tell if this starts turning negative, then that buy trade is it's kind of game over. And we're in a kind of a similar position, a lot of indecision and um, and perhaps not too much to work with. We might look at potentially a buy trade. Let's put today's daily high in here. So, and, and it's above the eight, the 4,000 level, 4,008. So we might look at a little buy trade there just because of that kind of window of opportunity. But we are trading quite confused markets. Good morning, everyone. Uh, good to have you with us. Let's um, <clears throat> let's put together this trade plan. There's a bit of mild positivity out there, as you can see. The opportunity is um, we're in a, a longer term sort of sideways moving pattern for uh, the Nikkei. We've been looking carefully at the yen. Bitcoin yesterday was a bit of a bit of a bearish move. Today now it's looking like a little bit more positive. So um, so oil, uh, we were looking for the for prices to kick on to the upside, and we sort of there's a lot of volatility. It's kind of been swinging from from kind of high to low. So we had an initial sort of structural failure trade to the upside. Then we had a a reverse which made new highs, and then we had the strange gap to the downside. And then we had an awful lot of volatility lower. So not making any major progress within, within inside this range. So maybe we can exercise a little bit of patience maybe with this market. And um, it just depends whether we get prices moving into this area or whether actually prices will create structural failures and we'll, we'll maintain this, this kind of upward trend that we're seeing in this market and see if there's another opportunity to get a pullback and then take that next leg. So that's what we'll probably be looking for. Um, however, inside this little zone in here is going to around the $81 It's quite a pivotal stage. So it's going to be kind of a tough market condition really for us uh, for oil. So maybe we need to see a little bit more in, in, in oil. So we're, we're getting that dollar strength uh, play out. So let's have a look at the strength in the dollar. Um, Actually, the euro turned positive again yesterday, believe it or not. Um, so this is the choppy nature of these markets. There's, there's probably a bearish opportunity against the pound, uh, as you can see. So we had a bit of a sharp pullback yesterday. So we want to we want to trade that dollar strength with. Um, I don't know. We want to be careful with it. Uh, we could still look for potentially a sell trade below that monthly low in the dollar in the the dollar yen. Um, the dollar strengthening against the Swiss franc. So again, look at yesterday's volatility. We we were talking about should we be buying this market at ninety two forty one, and the answer for us yesterday was 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 no. That's not a trade that we want to get into it because it's still just technically a pullback, and it's that rollover to the downside that would interest us far more than than this you know sort of quite volatile pullback we're getting so yesterday's lack of clarity is kind of exactly kind of where we're at with these markets so we're running into the the, the 50 period moving average so um we're likely to to roll over at some point and it just depends can we wait and be patient for the better trade or are we going to get caught up in in a lot of this sort of wishy-washy kind of up and down sort of poor quality trades and that's the question dollar cad making no progress of any kind so this is the move we saw overnight um in the aussie dollar 
uh, not really replicated in the New Zealand dollar. So this is going to be a challenging trade to the upside. It's really off the back of the Fed. Uh, sorry, the BO, um, the RBA, isn't it, uh, in Australia? So uh, we just take just take these highs just sitting in here. There's a there's a there's an upper trend line. There's a kind of a lower trend line as well, and um, we would have as we're above it. There might be a, a decent buying opportunity, but um, certainly technically, we need to kind of break out of this sort of technical, you know, downside pressure in these markets. And perhaps what happened overnight with inflation could be the catalyst for that. We're not really getting the follow through across the uh, the New Zealand dollar, and the dollar is mildly strong. So you've got this conflict really with between buying. The Aussie dollar, which is far stronger than the than the U.S. dollar, um, and the, the the U.S. dollar being stronger elsewhere against most currencies, not all, but most of them. So we've got an upside down picture for the dollar, and that's playing out as well. We we finished quite positive in the end for gold. We were kind of up and down. We were threatening to, to push lower and things like that um, we can take this low in here and see if prices can stay above the 1927 for now between now and the end of the month we're still quite bullish this market um so we can of course give it give it a bit of time okay so that's the uh, that's the dollar the dollar is a little bit it's a little bit all over the place um we'll we'll have a look, good look at it in our live trade room of course so again lack of sort of quality opportunity in some of these markets you see if there was if there was uh if there was strength in the pound you could this would be probably not a bad sell trade but the fact that there is um there's weakness in this pound it just makes us cautious. It just makes us, you know, just step back. So the pound dollar below the 22.79 could be an interesting sell trade. So I'm sorry to say, and I don't know what your opinion is, but there's a lack of kind of high quality trading opportunities. The Aussie dollar buy trade, if the dollar wasn't wasn't strong against uh, some of these markets, it might be more of a viable opportunity, uh, which means something like the Aussie Swiss uh, would probably give you a decent a decent opportunity. Um, so just bear with me there just one second.
Okay, uh, just apologies for that interruption there. So look, we're... It's just a problem. It looks like there's that dollar strength trade, you know, trying to, to exert its pressure. Um, that would be, that's not a great sign for the US indices. Let, let's stick with the US indices and see if we get further upside in that. Um, so the S&P looking to push higher above 4,008. There's potentially a nice opportunity there in the S&P. Can we add any of the others? See, there's a lot of nervousness. So above um, 11,810. Obviously, we booked profit in this yesterday as it started to, to roll uh, to the downside. So the couple of US indices. And the thing is, that, that excludes us from really selling the, the dollar. Um, just, just got a few question marks over the dollar um, in terms of you know, out and out strength. Okay, apologies, I'm sort of procrastinating. We're going to try and stick with the uh, with the with the gold trade. Oil, it just looks like we're going to get further, probably roll over to the downside. So we're just left with the US indices really at this stage. So let, let's, if that's our trade plan, that's our trade plan. We want to trade what we see, not what not what we, you know, we don't want to put bias in the way of, of perhaps any trading decisions at the minute because these markets are quite quite challenging. Uh, we were expecting a bit of mild risk on market conditions yesterday and um, we probably... So oh, we're looking for mild risk on market conditions post yesterday's um, right. So as a result, we were looking for industry strength, which we didn't get. We didn't really get. Uh, um, we didn't. We didn't get gold sticking above the nineteen thirty-five, um, and no real progress made in the the dollar yen or the the dollar Swiss. So that indecision we're seeing today in the dollar has certainly been in play now for a couple of days and we're able to to fully benefit from that um, yesterday over the course of the day as prices started to kind of reveal themselves. So S&P 500 uh, looking to buy. So we've got a US indice kind of centric view above 4,008. And we can add the NASDAQ. It's that window of opportunity that we're talking about uh, in these US indices. Um, looking to buy again above the 11,810. Okay, so look, it's um, it's not the most riveting of trade plans, but it might present us with you know, one or two opportunities. So again, we're trying to look for kind of higher probability trades rather than uh, 
just just any trade. So it, it it will require to just monitor the US dollar a little bit more over the course of the day. So there may be some dollar. In fact, we'd prefer dollar weakness, really. If the US indices push higher, we'd prefer the weakness in the dollar. And, and there might be one or two opportunities there as well. But let's um, let's trade what we see for now. This is our sort of analysis. We know that we've got a window of opportunity between now and next uh, the, the FOMC next week. And uh, we would just be on the side short term of some buying opportunities perhaps across these US indices. Great stuff. So look, on that note, guys, I apologize. It's just gone past the, the top of the hour. So let's switch rooms now. Um, I've just posted a trade plan into the chat box so you can take it away with you there if you need. And look, thanks very much for joining us. We trade the European trading session from 8 a.m. We're, we're, we're back again at 12.45. Uh, these are all UK times, by the way, uh, for the, the start of the US Open. Uh, it's the cash open, um, just so you don't get too confused. And for more information, just go to livetrader.com. I'm happy to answer any questions there if you need. On that note, guys, thanks so much for joining us. Take care. We'll see you again tomorrow. Uh, bye for now. And those of you that are members, uh, we'll switch rooms to our uh, trading the European Open now in just less than 60 seconds. So I'll see you shortly. Bye for now.